This podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. The Create Well podcast is a labor of love. If you'd like to support us, it would mean so much to us if you would rate and review our podcast wherever you listen. And if you'd like to support us even further, please go to patreon.com slash create well to join our Patreon community and access exclusive content. We also have a donate button on our website, createwellpodcast.com. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon. I'm an artist, a TikTok maker. Yes. And I play some piano. Um, you can find my work on Instagram at, at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Satagosa, singer, songwriter, composer, dog mom, roller skater. And you can find my work on Instagram at, at Ray Saragosa. Today, we are talking about dating as an artist <laughs> with musician, singer, songwriter, and winner of The Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, Chris Watson. They said if I want to make it, gotta starve and stress and sell. But if I'm gonna be an artist, well, I wanna create well. Yeah, you gotta create well. <laughs> Ray just gave us a countdown. So we're on we're on Zoom and she just counted down into this episode and like in no way she was using her fingers and they were not correct it was like five two three maybe a six in there (laughs) it was really complicated oh my god (laughs) i try to keep it real here on the pod i really do um you're also wearing a really cute sweater that says I'm a buffalo. So when you were recording yeah. your intro, I was like, I hope she says, and I'm a buffalo. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a pretty cool sweater. It's for the Buffalo Field campaign. Check it out. I'm a buffalo. I do what I want. Free the buffalo, y'all. That's really cute. Yeah. Good design. It's like, I, I really wanted the sweater and it only came in a size 3XL. So it's like really big on me. We're yeah. like matching because I'm wearing, yeah, a, a so very tell oversized. Us what you're wearing right now. <laughs> I'm wearing an overwatch. <laughs> what are you wearing? So create well t-shirt, which mm-hmm. we kind of got just like on a whim, yeah. but it turned out so cute. They're really cute. So I think we're going to sell them because I think it's a good message too. Like creating. It's a wow. great message over and over um, and over again. Over and and over. <laughs> yeah, so many create wells and people you'll be able to see them. We'll post them on our Instagram pretty yeah. soon, but Shout out to all the hardcore fans who are going to get one. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there's, hopefully any of you are in existence. For real. Um, but legit, it's really cute and really comfortable. So yeah. I'm Yay. So how was your week, Erica? Ooh, it was good. I got an email this morning that the painting made it to Spain. Oh my god! So though you are not traveling, fast. it was so fast. DHL yeah. is crazy. And I have this wow. like bomb. She's local. This woman who creates it and ships it for me. And she's just amazing. And wow. if you're a visual artist, the value in having somebody to help you ship your work is priceless. It's wow. like amazing. So she got it there on time, all safe in this gorgeous crate that she hand built. Her name's Jill. I should find her her little Instagram because she's local and great. Um, That's so cool. But yeah, so that was exciting. And then I've been, you know, working. I got to shoot some photos with um, 
a local uh, personal trainer, which was fun <gasps> last week. What? Noah Sharp Fitness. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. So just like some fun things this week. Yeah. And um, yeah. How was your week? <laughs> how was my week? I had a good week. I had a yeah. good week. Um, I've rededicated myself to daily skating. Amazing. So I was really I've slacking noticed that. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. So I've rededicated myself. I'm going to skate every day. Even if it's just lacing up my skates and like stretching in my skates, like I will put my skates <laughs> on every day. Like it's just a thing that's going to happen. And, um, yeah. And it's been hard because, you know, I've been adjusting to like a lot of different, I don't know, like some changes in my life. Like one is just like being in a new relationship oh, yeah. and, you know, he lives like 40 minutes away from me. So it's like having to go like, it's like, I'm kind of like readjusting my life to like, okay, I need to like find a routine and a balance Mm -hmm. in this like new normal and like the skating thing. Um, especially after I got busier working on spirit Rangers, I, the the skating kind of just like became not a priority, which it's, Mm -hmm. I was still skating every week, but I was not skating every day. And so now I've like rededicated myself. I'm feeling really good about it. I have skates at my house. I have skates at Drew's house. It's going to be okay. And, um, otherwise, um, I've been writing a lot. I have like wrote like three songs in the past week. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm feeling really good. I've just been back in like my real practice of meditating and, um, yeah, I just feel good. Oh, and my apartment is like looking really cute. And I think that has really made me feel more grounded and feel like my space is kind of done and ready. Well, it's not fully done, but it's good. And so, yeah, it's been a really good week. And, um, you know, I don't know today, I guess I can just jump into like the theme today, which is dating as an artist, which is something I've wanted to talk about for a long time, because I feel like there's sometimes this opposing force Mm. of pursuing creativity and being in a relationship. And people Mm. have told me my whole life that being in a relationship is going to be uh, taxing on my creativity or it's going to, uh, make my career move slower or like a man is going to want me to not be as ambitious or he's going to want me to not be Mm -hmm. as into my career. And, um, that's been in my head for a long time. And I've always felt like, okay, I can do the career thing. And then I'm going to hit an age where I'm going to have to like really focus on like you know, wanting to like get married and have kids or something. And I think that's like a really outdated way of thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Like a really, really like outdated. Yeah. Yeah. And um and so I've just kind of been thinking about all of that. And then I started seeing um my boyfriend Drew uh, a few months ago. And it's been this like really amazing experience and it's been totally different than anything that I had in my head imagined because Mm. um he is also like a very very creative person and is very very supportive and like one he kind of like he's kind of like reignited my like career drive and not watered it down which is how I felt in past relationships and that's just different and new and exciting and so I'm starting to like rework these um, agreements in my head that it's like career or relationship. And it's like, Oh, actually no, the right relationship is actually going to make me even more inspired Mm, and more, um, 
you know, cause like the person who told me I need to be skating every day and writing every day is like, Drew, it's not like, he's yeah. not like, oh, like stop doing all these things that take you away from right. me. And so, and that's just new for me. And I'm like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I don't know. I think it's a really th- cool conversation I want to have today is like this artist stigma of yeah. it's either relationship or career and mm. can they exist together? I, I want to say like, fuck. Yeah. 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 And it's particularly on women, right? That stigma. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, Exclusively. Right. I, I think the very bizarre pressures, and we talked about this on another episode, this yeah. like horrible, gross feeling that I know both you and I have experienced of that the people that we work with, like the higher ups, like yeah. gallery owners, or yeah. I don't know, producers maybe for you, yeah. whatever want us to be single like yeah yeah, there's this like pressure yeah because it's more like quote-unquote marketable or whatever right I think again those are things that are changing and are being challenged a lot but um the the there's still lingering weird pressures (laughs) but I'm so glad you're in this kind of growing relationship and like already just hearing I don't know, like the initial things I heard from you were just his like depth of kindness um, and and his investment in you continuing to grow as the artist that you are. And those two things I think are just invaluable for a relationship. Yeah, totally. And like, you know, it's like, it's interesting because, you know, the relationship is so new and there's like still so many things. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is challenging. Like I need to like learn how to work on these things within myself to make this like harmonious as a, I think as a relationship. And I forgot like, Oh shit. Like, you know, relationships are a lot of work. It's not just like Mm. sunshine and rainbows, but Mm. um, it's really, I think it's like very enlightening work. And it's like, I think that it's making me a better person too. And um, I think that, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's definitely nice to have like a partner who's also like a creativity accountability buddy you know? yes. where I've never experienced that. Cause I, mm. I, I talk about this in the, the thing with Chris Watson, we're going to be listening to pretty soon, but I've always thought that I wanted to be with someone who wasn't creative. Cause I was mm. like, Oh, like two like artists in one relationship that sounds mm. overwhelming and unstable. Um, and so anyway, that's, that's what's up. And then I'm really excited because the day that we're recording this, this will have been in the past when it airs, but I'm doing a Valentine's day concert yes. on stage it tonight. And, um, he's going to sing a song with me. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh cute. my gosh. Um, but, but yeah. So anyway, all listeners, like I just encourage you like to think about what your mm. agreements are and your stigmas are, especially uh, female identifying folks out there feeling like, you have to like not have your ambition Mm. or like when, if you entered into a partnership and if ambition and creative career and, and things like that, that we're talking about are important to you. I urge you to, to know that it's possible to have both, you know, Mm. you can have love and you can have all the creativity and adventure and career oriented drive that you want and so mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that I constantly have to remind myself I'm like but wait it's just an archaic way of thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 
but <laughs> any more thoughts? Here? <laughs> any more thoughts? I'm like talking about my dating life is a total mess. I think, well, you know, I was married before. I got married super young. How old were um, you again? I oh my gosh, I was 21. Um, oh, so, so I was a baby, and I there were pictures. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. Actually, my wedding dress was really pretty. It was really oh. beautiful, and there were so many like. He was, he's an artist. Um, mm. So there were so many beautiful things about that relationship. And there were really positive things about both being artists. Um, uh, we were just best friends, you know, yeah. and we dealt with some pretty significant challenges, which led to the divorce. And I think for me right now, I went from the divorce, a ton of, all the shifting that that brings in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't imagine. Right. Into a, a multiple year long kind of crises mode of a lot of trauma that I mm. was not prepared for, yeah. which someday we'll maybe do an episode talking about yeah. <laughs> that with mm. a lot of trigger warnings, but um, just like some intense, like kind of emergency crisis mode for yeah. quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it still lingering even today. Mm-hmm. So dating for me, and I know for anyone who, you know, so many people hold trauma of all, all various kinds um, and from various points in their lives that we're still um, wrestling with and doing healing work with um, and struggling with really. Mm. I think right now I'm just, I'm still in a wrestling phase. So thinking about dating and relationships can get somewhat existential sometime. Mm. I'm sure people can relate to that of Mm. like, what is the point? (laughs) I go through these crazy, like in the middle of the night, I'll like really want to be in a like loving deep relationship Mm. and want that Mm. mutual um, love and trust. And then during the day I'm like, it's such a mess. I'm just going to like, I, I love Mm. my friends. I love my work. I'm just going to like do my own thing. Um, and I think both of those things need to be worked through more. (laughs) Um, Mm. so yeah, I've been in like a, you know, and I, I relate to a lot of what you say in that, like, um, how do I fit all of these? Like, where do I look for somebody? Like I'm busy, you know, all these excuses of, um, how do I paint and work and date somebody new and all these things? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And then there's COVID. So and then there's COVID, (laughs) which is like the elephant in the room that we haven't even addressed. (laughs) The elephant in the room is that it's not like we're out there able to meet new people. Um, yeah. So that's my messy, yeah, I'm yeah. working on it all. I mean, like na- navigating um, trauma and yeah. when you're dating is, is such a huge, it's, it's such an undertaking. It's a lot to communicate. And then also on top of that, dealing with like the inherent trauma of COVID times and having to like navigate all of that is so hard. And I know a lot of people, friends of mine who have just kind of been like, I'm just not going to date until COVID is over. I'm just like completely not going to go there, which I respect. And, um, I think everyone's at like a different place right now and it's, it's hard. And I, and I really think that like television and we've talked about this a little bit, Erica, but like television and media and everything just really romanticizes this like picture perfect idea of what Mm -hmm. relationships are. 
Yeah. And the linear relationship. I really get that a lot is like my relationship life is not linear. (laughs) And, um, and the, the, it kind of messes with your mind sometimes. Yeah, it makes it, it hard does. to what you're really feeling and what you're experiencing. Yeah. I think it's good to understand that there is no such thing as normal, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that so many times like romantic television or whatever paints this picture of what like normal romance is. Yeah. And so if you're going through a hard time, like you've mentioned, Erica, or, you know, whatever you're dealing with doesn't align with what you see mirrored back at you. It's like this shame of like, I, I don't want this linear thing that's being advertised to me. So maybe I can't, maybe it's not going to work at all. And, you know, it's just, I think it's something to always like check in with ourselves and be like, what do I want? You know, not, and that's what like, I know I need before my next relationship is a lot more work in self-worth um and and like kind of climbing out of some of those places of shame because it it is it's everywhere um yeah and when you compound like a non-traditional route with trauma um which so many this is not exclusive to me so many people are in this place and we don't talk about it enough um it can be really um, stifling and difficult to yeah. build a healthy relationship from that place. Yeah. So, you know, I need to work on yeah. myself, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it's beautiful that, you know, everything you've shared. And also I think that there's this, like, I really, it, grind, it like grinds my gears when people are like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I want to be in a relationship so that all my problems will go away. Uh, And that's like not really how it works. I feel like all of my like anxiety issues that I've dealt with for years are amplified because now, you know, it's like, it's actually, you know, and, and like, it's it's both amplified and like pacified, like amplified, Mm. like at the same time. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, my therapist is always telling me, it's like when you have like someone who's like pushing your buttons and like testing you, it's, it can be a challenge. It's like a new thing. And I I really think that in order to enter into harmonious interdependent relationships, not only with romantic partners, but also with friends and and family and and everything, we have to first really be focusing on ourselves. Mm. And there's not like a moment where it's like, okay, I'm done working on myself. Now I'm ready. I think it's like a constant thing of like constantly working on on myself constantly, yeah. constantly checking in with myself. And that's like a lot. It can be a lot. Um, but also like a you know, really good. And um, mm. so anyway, I applaud you all your self work you're doing, Erica. And I'm Thanks. I'm doing it with you. I know every we're day. all in it together. And so is Chris, who we so get to <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just now. love it. It's like this this uh interview is just such a gossip session with me and Chris. Oh my gosh. Well, I love it because I watched I'm like reality TV is my yeah. like go-to <laughs> grossness. Amazing. I love it so much. And so of course I watched this and yeah. I didn't even know until like maybe halfway through the season. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's my best friend, Chris. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> so great. Yeah. So Chris great. Watson. Chris Incredibly Watson. talented. Very talented. Um, so I'll tell, I'll say a little bit about Chris. So Chris is one of the winners from the bachelors listen to your heart. Um, and if you didn't watch the bachelor listen to your heart, 
it's kind of hard to explain, but like basically it's not like the regular bachelor, but mm-hmm. there were like X amount of like women, X amount of men. And they all like were living in this mansion and in, in the bachelor mansion and yeah. pa- kind of like while they were pairing up and like finding partners within this group, they also had to perform together. Yeah. And they had to like both, like both, be really talented and perform really well, but also fall in love. Like both were like required. <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. And Chris and Brie, they found each other very early mm-hmm. on in the process. Yeah. They like stuck together the whole thing. They were, I mean, I, I would like to say everyone's favorite couple. Yeah. Um, they were so sweet and mm-hmm. so genuine and, and loving towards each other. And it was a really beautiful thing to watch on television. Um, and they won, you know, they won, they got to make a record together, which you can check out on Spotify and everything. Um, and it's been a year since this Mm -hmm. aired, right? Mm -hmm. About About a year, almost a year since it aired. Um, a couple weeks ago, Chris and Brie announced that they have broken up. So, um, that's been a bit of a heartbreak and I've been, you know, talking to Chris about it. We talked about it on the pod today, and um, so, yeah, so Chris is going through a breakup in the public eye, which I can't really imagine doing. That sounds incredibly difficult to navigate. And so I'm really excited about this conversation. Um, I think it's just great to touch base with Chris and kind of see where his music's at and where his mm-hmm. heart is at in this whole process. So yeah. this is our conversation with Chris. We are here with Chris Watson, one of my best friends, and I'm really excited that you're here, Watson. I have so many things to say, but before I say all of these things, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is Christopher Watson. I'm a singer-songwriter from Tampa, Florida, currently based in Los Angeles, and Ray, you're the best. I love you. (laughs) I love you, and I think we should start with the backstory of how we know each other, because I think it's really entertaining. Um, So Chris Watson and I, we first met at the Bitter End. Yeah. And um, Watson, you were playing a set and I remember like one of the waitresses, not going to name names, but was just like really taken by you and was talking about how hot you were. (laughs) 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 And like, just like, kind of like, just like, Oh my God, like Chris Watson. I just like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, I don't know who he is. And then you came over to me and then we were just like immediately friends, like immediately. And then you invited me to play at, um, the, gig you had where you were like booking yeah people. i was uh I, I started like little an open mic i guess i, I was yeah. like putting the reins over like an open mic They're like hey we have a stage we might do an open mic i'm like all right let's just start inviting artists to like be featured and yeah you know yeah yeah and then i ended up just like kind of like like coming in and we just started kind of running this open mic together yeah and it was at the two boots pizza in williamsburg brooklyn Brooklyn. From eight to eight thirty, there was free beer every Thursday night, <laughs> and it was literally a dream. I mean, you it know, was literally a dream. because I could only imagine like if I was just you know I just got off work, I'm walking down the block, and I see on like a little sign that says, "Hey, free beer." 
from eight to eight thirty. You have to like you have to be intrigued. You have to be intrigued. You're like I'm twenty one. I'm, I'm, I'm always I like shocked that more people didn't show. I know. I think I think what it was is just like just the corner that we were on. We were right next yeah. to the subway, so I think that's why or something. Yeah, they were like little... free beer or go home. Like yeah, one of the beer t- as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was so fun, and it was just this like shit show of like creativity every Thursday night where all of our friends would come play music or do like monologues or say poems. And me and you, Watson would be like hosting or behind the bar, eating pizza, drinking beer. And this is back when I drank, I don't really drink anymore. And it's kind of like weird to look back on those times because it was super fun and also feels like a different life. (laughs) I know um, New, York City, New York <laughs> New York City it does feel like a different life. I was I was talking yeah. to a friend the other day and I'm like I feel like you know my 4 years there I I lived an entire lifetime. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, that's how we know each other and then we both moved out to LA at the same time, basically. And we've just been like, Oh well, yeah. Ra- Ra- always the open will be Ray's like, Ray's like, like, yo, Chris. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, but I'm out. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should be out too. <laughs> so great and then I mean LA has been so good to you I always was so fascinated by how well you took to LA so quickly like it was like two weeks and like Chris Watson was just like LA like I, so LA I, I I think it's the weather I think it's, it's the weather <laughs> yeah because I'm from Florida and that song you wrote about LA which one mostly true or which mostly one? true yeah I you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna put that song out will you sing us like out. a verse of it right now All right, well, but I got it. All right. The first day I got to California, I got got caught smoking weed on the beach. (laughs) It's my favorite verse. Officer said, just gonna warn you. It's not legal. Wait, it's not legal, but it probably should be. Or something like that. (laughs) Yes! Oh my gosh, that's my favorite verse. I was so excited for doing that. Anyway. Watson would sing all night at the pizza place and I would leave. And literally I'm sure you were singing like all night. That's what I've always loved about you, Chris. And your music is just, you cannot take the guitar out of Chris Watson's hand. I know. It's, like, I know. And Chris I, Watson I loves to play music. I just so, love it so much. So, so much. And Ray, and, you know what it yeah. is before, before anything else is I love the moments that are created in life especially around music because I'm a musician, but just like the moments around life. And I'm like, if I can be one of those curators of those moments, like it's my job to like (laughs) help make it happen, but also like not step on toes and make room for people. And, you know, sometimes people do want to depend on you and you like, you have to be comfortable to let people depend on you, you know? Curate the moments. I love that. I love yeah. that. It's so cool. That's what we do. Um, okay, so now we're going to jump into today's theme. We've had a really great long intro because everyone needs to know how much I love you. But um. anywho, today's theme is about dating as an artist. And this is something I've really wanted to talk about because I really do feel like as artists and in my career, especially my personal life has been very siloed from my creative life and what I talk about publicly and that's not the case for you um in a in a great um kind of extreme way because you were on a reality show that was about finding love and dating and so um many people listening may have seen Chris Watson on the bachelor uh listen t- listen 
to your heart. <laughs> listen to your heart. Listen to your heart. And it was, I mean, I was a huge fan of the show. Um, not only because like my best friend was on it, but also because it was really amazing to see people searching for love and also sharing through music. And so, um, Watson, I would love to very, you can tell us as much or as little as you want kind of about the process of being on The Bachelor and what it's like to both look for love and look for, and, and what it's like to look for love and look for music and those and curate those moments simultaneously. Man, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, blah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I, I honestly, because I was like, all right, well, what question she's going to come with? Um, I, I, I think, you know, starting off, um, you know, looking for love, um, getting into the show, I, I, you know, I was in a place where I, I, I was open to dating and it just mm-hmm. wasn't really happening. You know, I, I was like barely on the apps. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not just just not so intrigued by them, um, of course, but that's what we have. Um and the show came about and it was just like, you know, well, it kind of sounds like a blind date. Like might as well take one. You know, if I, wow. if I meet a friend who has a cute friend, I'd go on a blind date with them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it just uh, it kind of just all just kept on culminating, you know, mm. like uh, the way that you just keep on rolling with the punches and, you know, performances kind of get bigger and different and. You know, I think right before I, I, I went on the show, I played at a, uh, a conference with my church and like that was in a huge theater and uh, like downtown L.A. I forget the name of the theater. Um, uh, Ace Hotel. The theater, the, mm-hmm. the theater at yeah. Ace Hotel. Oh, it's huge. <laughs> and so and like after I played that, I'm like, yo, like I've played here. I've played in Lebanon. I've played in all these stages in L.A. I've played every, you know, I'm like I could play anywhere. And so getting on the show, doing that part seems so easy. And then doing like having like the love aspect, like just made it like that much more magical. Like it's because it's just doing what I know I can do and then doing it in a way that I've never been able to experience before. I have a really interesting question for you that I also don't really know how to answer myself. So question. (laughs) Okay. What do you think is more vulnerable? Singing a song you wrote to a room of 10,000 strangers or falling in love? Falling in love. I agree. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, because uh, I, I think that, you know, in life, some things are black and white. Some things are 50-50. When you're performing, 50% of you, you're like, I, I can't care what they want. And then the other part is like, I just really want them to love the song so much yeah, and connect yeah. with it the way. But the other part is like, I just have to perform it really well because it's for me, you know. Yeah. So... It's, but when you're trying to fall in love, it's like, I'm trying to, you know, yeah, it's everything. So you can't really control the way that you're being like presented Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you're falling in love. It's like, oh wait, like this person is kind of seeing through me to like my raw core. Whereas like with performing, I can put on a outfit i can like practice my song yeah you can't really practice to fall in love and no no. that's what i've always really admired about you and so i'm curious what was it like to be put in that vulnerability in that vulnerable state on live television or not live television sorry on like on television like how was it how did that feel for you was it something yeah anyway how'd that feel (laughs) 
I mean, there, there, there were a lot of different moments. Um, you know, I think, you know, going through it, um, like being filmed and stuff, you had to, you know, just barely think about like, all right, well, my mom, my grandma are going to see this mm. as well as like maybe my elementary wow. school teachers. Uh, but, uh, but <laughs> shout then out other, to the elementary school teacher. Hey, yeah. Ms. Barber, I think is one of them either way. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I think like, you know, in the moments when we were filming, like you, you, you couldn't, you're just living with no regrets. Just, just like, yeah. you just don't even care. You just can't right. care anymore. Cause it's like, yo, I already signed this big contract. Like I just don't even, I, I can't care anymore, mm. you know, um, about, about like, you know, the situation how I'm being read and, and like, yeah. and how it is like, Hey, like if you're holding her hand and, you know, falling for her and the camera's right there and like, that's just what it is. Like, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. It, it was it was yeah. it was it was weird, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, I think that's yeah. that's what we were really holding on to. It was just like it was just so much fun. Absolute yeah. best experience. And you could yeah. definitely see that. And I just yeah. love so much how the show really played a lot of your music, you know? That was and the really featured thing. you playing piano and singing and just really captured like that real Chris Watson essence. Like anywhere yeah. you go, if you're in a room with Chris Watson, like he's playing music. <laughs> And I mean, I just lo- think that lo- was lo- really the first thing I always do is yeah. whenever I walk into a room or a, or a new apartment is I scan the room for an instrument. Yeah. Oh, so cool. So cool. Um, and so, you know, I don't people listening may or may not have followed The Bachelor, um, listen to your heart and everything following. But you and your significant other from the show, Brie, have since broken up. And so we don't need to be digging into your, your deep darkness or whatever, or whatever you're feeling, but I would love to know how you're feeling, Chris. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, I mean, um, you, you just got to keep on rolling with the punches, you know, kind of the yeah. same way that, uh, you just, you just kind of keep on going through life. I mean, yeah. you know, it's really hard and, uh, you know, it's really hard when you want something to, to really work out and then it doesn't, um, but in the same way, it's like, it's just like a loss. Like you have yeah. to grieve it. And you know, that loss, you can't forget it. But at the same time, like you, you have to grow from it. And yeah. there's different stages and the stage that I'm in now is, is pretty good. So I'm doing all right. Thanks though. Yeah, that's really good to hear. And, you know, I listen to this podcast and read the books of Esther Perel. I don't know if you know her work, but she's this amazing relationship like couples counselor and I really love her work and she said something in one of the episodes that really stuck with me and she said there is no love without risk Mm. and that's it you'll tell them yeah and that was like that kind of shook me to my core because I'm also you know I, I have fallen in love in the past couple months and I think that it's been a really 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 scary thing um because you don't feel in control and there's this feeling of this may not work out in the short or long term. We don't, we don't really know because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring as COVID has taught us, you know, we really don't, we really can't plan. And, you know, and that saying just really shows it's like, Oh, like, yeah, like falling in love is scary. Falling in love requires risk. And you went through such an amazing experience and, you gave it your whole heart and that's how you have to live your life. You know, you have to live present and, and welcoming every moment as it comes. Um, so anyway, that, that made me think of that quote. 
I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like I just connected a lot of dots in my mind. We'll see if they all come out in my words. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like that's the weird, you know, juxtaposition of like what like what like um, the feelings of love are living in the moment and like what songs are as well. Yeah. And then the difference of a relationship um, platonically versus romantically. Mm-hmm. Like me and you, like we're going to be friends for life. Like even yeah. if, we, if I move to New Zealand and you move right. to wherever, right. we, we don't see each other forever. Right. We're right. still going to be friends. Right. You know, but romance is just so much different. You have to like be it's present. Different. You have to be in the moment. You have to be yeah. with the person. Um, oh, I have chills. I know. And it's kind of like what a song is, you know, like yeah. you have to experience a song. You got to be present. You got to be in that moment. And like sometimes yeah. a song will take you back. Like whenever I hear TikTok by Kesha, I'm taken back to to tavern in coconut grove being drunk as a freshman you know nice. so <laughs> you know what I'm i don't know that's the first song that came to my mind i'm sorry yeah but uh so so that you know that, that that's kind of what it is it's it's very vulnerable i mean how, so vulnerable how i didn't it, know what i was signing up for how's it going how's it going so far oh my gosh um well, now that the, I guess we're turning the tables on Ray now. Um, well, not. I mean, you know, we don't. We don't have to. I mean, well, I mean, no, we'll, no, no. I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is just. I. I told everyone listening. It's just uh, another community. Step I being told, vulnerable. <laughs> just another step of being vulnerable, Ray. <laughs> I told. I told Chris on the phone. I was like, um, you know, this. I want this episode to just like be like me and Chris on a phone call with each other, like just shooting the shit because this is how we talk every day. Mm-hmm. Not every day, but whenever we do talk, this is how we yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, but um, so anyway, I met Drew, who I have not really talked about super in extent and like extensively with on the pod and haven't even talked about it at all, like with my like music Instagram or anything like that. I've only been talking about it a little bit on the pod. But uh, Drew, I met actually when I was 15 he was in an acting class with me and i was like obsessed with him (laughs) in like a really kind of like like 15 year old he like when we look back on those days he calls me tina belcher because i was just like (laughs) this like really like i don't know kind of like awkward 15 year old and never said a word to him because i was just so like i just thought he was so cute and in the acting class one time the acting like teacher tim phillips he like had drew read a scene with me and i remember because it was like a love scene and Mm -hmm. like the acting coach was like a lot older and he was like oh have drew do it that'll be like more appropriate and i like froze and i was like "Uh, uh." anyway i used to like doodle his name on my notebooks and stuff when i was 15 um fast forward he like slid into my dms like four months ago Mm -hmm. um about because he's a director and a he then makes music videos and does all kind of stuff like that. And basically saying, Hey, we should like collaborate on a music video together. Got to talking like safely was a, we're able to like meet up like weeks later and then kind of like fast forward. It was just like this really in like amazing, um, like just fall flat on my face in love with this person. Um, and, um, it's been a journey the past like three months because I did not realize how vulnerable falling in love is. Mm -hmm. And I realized how uncomfortable it is and how I constantly have to be checking in with myself Mm -hmm. and constantly have to be, um, like breathing and just being like, it's like, I just feel like I'm falling off of a building sometimes. (laughs) 
it's weird. You know, it's weird. And, you know, he's also a creative type and I'm creative and it's like made everything really wonderful. But I remember like I used to say to myself and I'm wondering, Chris, have you ever said this to yourself? And I was like, oh, like I should not date other artists because that would just be like two artists. It's like too much. And it's so funny because now I think about that and I'm like, I could never imagine like not being with an artist because at least, you know, with Drew, it's just, he's so, so hyper creative and everything we do together is very creative in one way or another. So, um, anyway, that's like what's going on with me, but I'm curious just to turn it right back around on you. If you've ever had that, those thoughts of like, can two artists be together? Yeah. I mean, I think before I started or like was ready to like date or felt like, you know, I was in a good place to date. I, I thought that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep everything separate. I don't really want to date an artist or anything like that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's new arc started dating around. And then as you, you know, experience more and more people just, you know, just time with, you know, just whatever, um, you start to find all the qualities that you really want and you're, that you're really looking for. And so I definitely need somebody who has a fantastic taste in music. And then there's mm. just from there, there's just a bunch of pluses. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. can they sing? Can they play an instrument? Can they do this? Like, and those are things that like, I really, really want. And like, even if you have a, an okay, like pretty good taste in music and you're a completely different kind of creative, like that's awesome. But you know, there are things that you feel like you really want in life because of like how your life is fueled. You know, obviously there are times yeah. when I'm not listening to music, but I'm always are intrigued. I'm no, I, there, it's very few, very, very few, very few times. That's what I'm saying. There are very few yeah. times, but I'm always intrigued by learning something else and hearing something new in a different language mm. and this and that. And so it's just like, yeah. you know. Here's like a funny story that that reminded me of. One time I was like on a dating app and this guy was like, what kind of music do you listen to? And I listed like all the, like the folk music I listen to and all the stuff that I listen to that are like, you know, inspire my music. And then he listed all the music he listens to, which is like a lot of like EDM and stuff like music that I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just like, it's different than the music I listen to on a regular basis. And I didn't say it, but as soon as we like set our music tastes, he just responded. He's like, I don't think this is going to work. And then he just like did not respond to me ever again. (laughs) And I like, it was funny because I told my friend about it and I was like, kind of mad respect though, because Music is a big thing. And although I totally appreciate so many different genres of music, he was like very, very, very not into folk music. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could ever date someone who just like was not into folk music at all. (laughs) You know, no, that was like really fascinating. Um, Do you have any like funny like date fails or date anecdotes or like app I mean, funnies, funnies. Uh, I mean, definitely. Let me think. I'm trying to think of one too. I mean, I, you might have to come back, but I mean, I, I can think <laughs> like, of come one. back to me, come back to me. I mean, um, I can think of the positive ones, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, give us a positive one, you know, just like, just like finding out that, you know, you really want somebody who has like a really strong musical influence and like kind of yeah. discovering what that's like, because, mm. you know, you, you kind of, when you're growing up, depending on your relationship, you want your, your, your significant other to have strong qualities that your mother has, you know? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. my mom is my best friend and like, you know, singing and music is like all from her because my dad couldn't do anything in music. So, you know, as I like, you know, was dating this one person and like, she could really sing and like, you know, just being able to like see that and experience that. I'm like, wow, like that is 
one of the most attractive qualities that I've seen in a woman mm. as well as like, it's awesome. Like we just like, that's something else that we like really have in common. So, yeah. um, and that's the yeah. whole great thing about dating. It's like, I guess sometimes it's really hard. Like when you have your heart broken and, and something's over, but I always try to take certain things. Like I feel like I've taken something from every relationship of like, you know, that yeah. really worked. And I love yeah. that. And I want to take that with me. And I hope that I can, I can hold on to that. And then there are certain things that you want to let go of, but I think that's why sometimes the risk of love is also, there's so much growth and benefit to it because when you take that risk, you're also signing up for such an amazing learning experience and figuring out what you like and what you want and what you value, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and sometimes you have values of things that you realize after you experience it, that's actually not something you want. Kind of like with the artist thing with me, I was like very much like, oh, like dating an artist like that. And also like, I very much changed my way of thinking because I kind of think everyone to an extent is an artist. They just all have different like levels of a relationship to their artist self. And I think that someone who has a very strong relationship with their artistic self is something that's very important to me now. But Mm. the fact that I kind of like went with that story for so long and it took having to experience like, oh, wait, like, you know, like the first thing that Drew and I connected on was the musical Rent because it both was like, for both of us, it was like a very defining part of our lives was our relationship to this musical, which is like so nerdy. But we would like the first, our first couple of dates, we would spend hours just like belting Rent songs to to each other. Like, I'm like, this is not something I could, this is very special. You know, this is something I really want. And, um, not I got a something. big smile on my face right now. That's awesome. <laughs> Not something I, I don't think is very normal. For it sounds really cute. I love that. Fine. Yeah, it was amazing. It was funny. Like we were like belting rent songs. Like the next day, like his neighbor was like, "Hey, like I love rent too. That's awesome." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting, like to really experience and to yeah it's it's such a learning experience you know and just because something ends or there is heartbreak doesn't mean that you're not taking something with you um and so i think that's something to always remember and i mean that's the thing i mean it's it's really hard to prepare yourself for heartbreak you could it's it's much easier to prepare yourself for anything as we were saying before, writing a song, practicing a song, performing a song in smaller venues, then finally performing it in bigger venues, you know, it's, it's the same thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. you, you can't, but you just have to, you just have to go yeah. for it. It's, so it's a matter of just desire. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like following that compass of desire and like allowing yourself to be desirous and allowing yourself to to want things and to be curious about things and to welcome them into your life with an open heart is, yeah. is, is not always an easy thing, but it's like a really beautiful thing. Um, and so I have a couple more questions for you before we end. I, I could talk to you for hours, obviously, but, um, Tell them. I, what's, what's, what's next for Chris Watson in one in your dating life? What are you looking for? And two with your music? In my dating life, I am, you know, well, I'm, you know, newly single. So I, you know, have to figure. <laughs> newly single right now, Chris Watson. No, but DM I, us. <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, I mean, on one end, it's like, I think black and white in terms of my approach to dating right now. It's yeah. like the pandemic is crazy. Like, I don't even I know, know, like, what's going down. You know what I'm saying? And then on the other end, you know, I, I, 
I I'm definitely still looking for wifey. Like, you know, I don't yeah. really want to date around, you know, I, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to break up like ever again, you know? So, yeah. but you still have to I'm be gonna, vulnerable I, no, to get I to have that chills. position. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're the best. You know, so, so I, that, that's, that's the approach, um, where and how that all happens and goes down. You know, I mean, I'm not leaving LA right now. LA has not been good to me in dating so far, but you know, you have to be optimistic. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, keep on pushing forward. So. Mm, yeah, I feel you. I had to move to Long Beach to meet someone in LA. You see, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. Maybe I need to move too, but I, I like where I'm at. So I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. So what's um, next music wise? Music wise, I am a, you know, I think, uh, like, you know, sometimes you've, not like the, like you, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're doing music, you're always climbing a mountain, you know, and you're always reaching plateaus and stuff. So something with me is that I recently like, you know, kind of fell back in love with like producing music. Mm. And so I'm just going to put out as much music as I can and, uh, just live stream as much as I can, because the truth about this pandemic is that it will be over and people are going to be as hungry as ever to see you. And oh so gosh, yes. I want to try to just garner as much fans and attention as I can around the world, because I think something that's so important is that, you know, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, but I, I think something that I, I hold on to, um, in my belief is that, you know, like, uh, you plan and God directs. And so you can't pay attention to the direction of the plan. All you can do is just try to plan your life, Mm. you know? And so Mm. it's like, I love that, you know, it's like, it's like, you just got to try to plan as as much as you can and then, you know, let God direct it. And so it's like kind of the same thing with, with, with music. That's how I've gotten here so far. So Mm. just got to trust. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, And can you tell us a little bit about the song that we're going to be playing after the interview? Song is the truth is. Yes. Tell us about Uh, it. So, yeah. So, I mean, this is kind of the same thing, like the vein that I was in, you know, even, uh, you know, before the breakup, I put the song out in October, I think, um, right before the election. Uh, But this is a song I wrote, you know, I think I wrote the song when I was like back in college, I think. And uh, it's uh, it's just a song about, you know, you know, partially my experience, you know, or just like a experience. of a minority and just like the relations of like being minority in this country and the history of minorities in this country and, Mm. you know, the history of this country a little bit and just, you know, a little bit about the truth. And, um, you know, I feel like I need to think about some lyrics real quick so I could like better explain it. Um, You know, it's like what's real and imposter is a very thin line brainwashed. Our thoughts are what they can find. You know, I mean, it's like what they say in history, Uh, the winners write the story. And so there's a lot of different ways to, to, to understand the story of America and the, the true story of the, of the story in America is, is the minority, you know, mm-hmm. um, perspective. I mean, you know, there's obviously mm-hmm. both perspectives play, you know, um, into account. Um, but like a real true perspective is that. And so this is just like me kind of sharing that, yeah. um, you know, wow. I mean, I, you know me, yeah. I could always go on and on, but you know, I, I mean, I love this song so much and your perspective is so valuable and important. I mean, you know, me, I'm always mm-hmm. shouting from the rooftops, how important hearing from, you know, a diverse, um, you know, diverse folks in 
media and in entertainment and how representation is so important and how the truth needs to be told from so many different perspectives and Gotta tell how, yeah. And you know, black voices, indigenous voices and, mm-hmm. um, and all folks of color. It's just, we really need to be highlighting those voices now. And that's what we're really trying to do on the pod. And so it means a lot that we're going to have this song being played. And my last question for you that we ask all uh, interviewees on the podcast is, and I, and I'm putting you on the spot. I forgot to warn you, but in one Great. sentence, <laughs> I, I love being put on. The I, spot. I know you do. So that's why I did. Um, yeah. Remember so- <laughs> the, wait, okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right. So real quick before, before well, yeah, the question, yeah. you know, so we had, I got to shout out the pizza song. So at, at, the, oh at the open gosh, mic the that we had, I, I, I got to give both of us some props, but like, you know, sometimes like when I would impress myself is like mm-hmm. there, we would play this pizza song in G minor and I, I, I can't play it as well now. I just can you can't please sing a little bit of it. I, we would just make up a song, like a blue song about like <laughs> pizza about, yeah. And like pizza and then, you know, it normally involve like some girl giving me pizza or not giving me pizza or like, you know, be like, <laughs> she took me home. Gave me a slice <laughs> pepperoni. Grease was nice, you know. Like <laughs> just, one more was, verse, one more verse, one more verse, one more verse, one more verse. Um, uh, um, she, uh, I don't know, I don't know. She took a slice, gave me some. By the morning, no, she can't get none. Said this one. <laughs> she ate my leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> this would go. Everyone like listening. Like you need to know. This would go on for like, like ten minutes or yeah. longer. Like, like, like yeah, over like five to fifteen minutes and yeah. over and over. I just more about pizza and D minor. Like yeah. So, yeah. so moral of the story is that Chris Watson <laughs> loves to be put on the spot. Okay. And I think you're the only person that I've interviewed that has just like sang twice Aww. during. So this is, this is just so, so amazing. This is wonderful. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank and you, um, I hope everyone enjoyed getting a real slice of the, the gossip hour with Chris Watson and Razor goes up. But um, anyway, uh-huh. our last question that we okay. ask everybody is in one sentence, Watson, what does it mean to you to create well? Um, well, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lyricist, so I'll use a word from a lyric from a song. Uh, cool. Less selfish, more selfless. With these words, make them verbs. The world you will bless. O-M-G. You wrote that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So good. I love that. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm telling you. see what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's do Do it, it. Ray. Okay, before we go, can we just tell the story about how I gave you one of my t-shirts for my merch and it burned? Oh, my God. No, that was a terrible story. The worst story of my life. Yeah, so it was like a different kind of candle, I guess you could say. And, you know, I just, I I fell asleep. I was really tired. I was (gasps) exercising. And so then I, I woke up and, like, the candle was like, I don't know, like burning like super hot <gasps> and like the t-shirt was just the closest thing. And like it knocked, like knocked it over. I like tried to grab the candle with my hand and it was so damn hot and it burned <gasps> my hand either way. And the t-shirt caught on fire. And so, 
Okay, well, your hand was okay, right? <laughs> yeah, I had, like, blisters for a little bit. I, like, couldn't play guitar for a couple of days, and then, like, I was, like, healing for, like, maybe, like, two weeks, and it looked the terrible. The hand but... was okay. The shirt was not. R.I.P. But I got another one. You did get another one. You did get another one. So got another one. Shout out to the merch. Um, and Chris Watson, I'm sure, has merch as well. So oh, I do. Yeah, we still got merch. Um, and that's oh, the yeah, thing. Tell, we, can you tell we, everyone how to find your music? Tellemwatson.com. As well as at Tellen Watson on Instagram and every other social media platform, and as well as on YouTube, um, nice. that's where I'm putting out like a lot of my music these days. But I'll be putting out singles on all streaming platforms as well. And yeah, streaming platforms, Christopher Watson. Stream, stream, stream. Thanks, Watson. Love you. This all right, for sure. you're the best. Bye bye. Bye. And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. The Create Well Challenge of the week is to write a love letter. This love letter can be to someone that you love, a romantic partner, can be to an animal, like Bronx, (laughs) or can be to yourself. So just channel that romance in yourself and direct it towards whoever you'd like. I expect my letter soon, Ray. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) And this is Truth Is by Christopher Watson. What's real in an imposter is a very thin line. Brainwashed, all thoughts are what they can find. Some are so confused, don't know which road to try. I know mine, follow me, everything will be fine. I was young, just a kid, when I felt the pain. Another young brother slain from running the gang. On the real, I ain't see it, it was on TV. But in my heart, still knew that boy could be me. See, the home of the brave is far from free. Social caps intact, but that kind of me. Wonder why some blacks can't get it together. Cause a white man a pig skin boost won't let him if he knows it or not crooked lawyer a cop people fighting for their way trying to reap a real crop but a crop can't reap with the foul harvest smell the bees i ain't rapping like your favorite artist i could really care less don't be judging me we all wrong but all right in this company not a corporation conversating their next move we all people only walking in different shoes because the real truth is people is ruthless they blowing smoke but our minds see through it Dividing lies they made, we are fluid One day all will see it through the music The real truth is, war is useless Government screwed and still love my troops Just why do they lie and cover up inside When it's us on the out, trying to figure it out Damn, why don't we love each other Like it's the end Why don't we love each other Like it's the end Tell them, I see it in the news Lies preaching views, one way is better, it brings way more cheddar in your pocket or wallet, unstoppable deposit, don't share the welfare of those who fare well, our lives are new hell with these crazy abductors, these crooked money lovers, I swear, I wanna touch them by showing them a kid with no food to eat, no shoes on his feet, sick lying in defeat, I swear, I wanna touch him by showing them my hands, the work I have planned, his word is my command, I wish I could touch him by giving them a hug and showing them there ain't no reason to fear love, cause that's all we really truly need in this cold world the beatles said it best sometimes mr west ain't about where you live or your kind of dress just be real stay true and forget the rest the real truth is people is ruthless they blow a smoke but our minds see through it dividing lies they made we are fluid one day all will see it through the music the real truth is war is useless government screwed and still love my troops just why do they lie and cover up inside when it's us on the out trying to figure it out damn why don't we love